Welcome to the Challenge Podcast. My name is Bram McCartney, founder and director of the 38 Challenge, a warrior workout in memory of my brother, Captain Matthew Brewer, in order to raise awareness for mental health and veterans and athletes. On February 19th, 2021, Captain Matthew Brewer committed suicide due to the invisible scars he endured through a lifelong mission of serving and protecting others. The Challenge Podcast allows warriors to show vulnerability in order to empower others to seek help and to do the same. This podcast at times might seem uncomfortable, and while that's because showing vulnerability is one of the most challenging yet strongest things that someone can do. If you or a loved one are experiencing suicidal thoughts, please contact the Suicide Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. And now for this week's episode. Alrighty, on this week's episode of the Challenge Podcast, we have Joe Cardona. Now, Joe, I want you to explain who you are to the people listening. So, so who is Joe Gardona in your own words? Yeah, no, I appreciate uh, the opportunity to be on. Um, Joe Cardona, currently the uh, long snapper for the New England Patriots. Um, I'm a won a couple Super Bowls with the team. Been with them for seven years. Uh, going into year eight in the NFL. Um, went to the United States Naval Academy, played football there and um, was fortunate enough to get drafted uh, to the Patriots in 2015. Um, and with that, uh, with that, I'm also a uh, Lieutenant in the Navy reserve. Um, so have uh, had the great fortune of, of keeping my both military career and uh, football career going. Um, so no, I, uh, besides that, I'm from San Diego, I uh, grew up out there, um, basically live in Boston now. I got two dogs, so if they start barking, uh, don't be surprised. Yeah, we'll just edit them out, so no worries. Um, yeah, brother, I mean, you are the epitome of what we look for at the 38 Challenge, um, or who we're supporting, right? An athlete, uh, a current service member, so dude, I'm so excited for this conversation. Appreciate your time today. Yeah, no, absolutely. And obviously, um, you know, I have deep, uh, deep connections to you guys and uh, what you stand for, um, you know, with BrewDog and uh, he's a special person to me, a mentor. And, um, you know, I'm happy to uh, represent and um, be here with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. And let's start there because a lot of the guests on the show didn't know Matt personally, but you do. So who was Matt to you? Yeah, so Matt was a he was a junior when I was a freshman um, there at at the academy, um, and he was the guy that if anybody was, you know, if there were any problems, if there's anybody that was treating somebody poorly, Brewdog would always step in and 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 be, you know, that person that stood up for you know, what was right and stood up for the way that people are supposed to be treated and, and the way that things are supposed to be done. Um, you know, I, I was fortunate to get a play that year as a freshman and um, they're on, you know, special teams and, and, you know, Matt was out there right next to me and I was pretty fortunate to have him out there for sure. Um, you know, you want to talk about a guy that just a fighter, you know, in every sense of the word, obviously, as a football player, as a, um, 
as a Marine, um, you know, even did the brigade boxing and, and, you know, a guy that was uh, as tough as they come and, um, you know, a really special person. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and that's why we love this podcast, right? It's because to give, you know, Matt's story and people like him who are these tough people a voice. Um, so man, when you heard the news of Matt, kind of what were you doing? What, what went through your mind? Yeah. So, uh, I was actually out in Hawaii at the time. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, Bo Snelson, who was the same year as Matt, uh, called me, um, you know, told me they found brew and, uh, you know, my, the only thing that went to my mind was figure out who else was in Hawaii, who were the other Navy football guys out there. And we all need to, to get together. And, um, fortunately that evening, there was already a, a, a function out there for wave rider. Um, I think it was like a going away, uh, party and, um, you know, by the time I got there, everybody had already kind of known, but it was, uh, it, we, we had a moment of, um, you know, all the Navy football guys there, uh, and there were a good handful of us, you know, it was just that, that connection and that common bond that we were able to kind of share in, you know, our, our, our grief. Um, but we were there with people that we love and, uh, you know, and, and we were there to support each other. Yeah, man. And we'll get into what vulner, vulner, vulnerability means to you in a second. But so out of that conversation, out of that that meeting in Hawaii, do you feel as if the people in that that close group felt more open to talk about the things that they were going to? Did you experience um, any any of that feeling? Yeah, I think you know, there's, there's certain conduits to being, to opening up and there are certain things that help, um, when there is, when there are moments, uh, and, and I think that unfortunately tragedy and it can be a means to open up, to be vulnerable, to, to be there present with, you know, people that you care about and care about you, um, and actually be open and honest with them because you know at, at you know the core of it everybody's hurting in that moment so to to say that you know we had we knew we had each other's backs in that circle um and ultimately um you know it's a it's a very necessary thing for the for the grieving process um but unfortunately we don't do it enough and i think that um you know, that's, that's why we should probably take more opportunities to, uh, to do things like this, to be just open and, and, and share, especially as men. Yeah, absolutely, brother. Um, and, you know, the podcast, the 38 challenge, I was thinking of it this way, like, do I wish Matt never committed suicide? Of course, but it was in God's plan for him and God's plan for me to do this. And that tragedy led to us having this conversation today, right? His death and him taking his life is going to save a lot of people out there as you and I, and so many others are going to express vulnerability. So my question for you is what does vulnerability mean to Joe Cardona? 
Yeah. Um, that's a, that's a, it's a tough one. It's a lot to unpack because I think there's so many ways that individuals feel vulnerable and, um, you know, I think personally, I, I think about the times where I have interactions with, with people and, um, especially, you know, people that know me that I don't know them, you know, the, the fans in Boston and, you know, the, the people that I meet, um, you know, that they have an image of who you are and, um, even close friends, like they have an image of who you are. And I think it's, uh, to really know yourself outside of those boundaries of what other people think of you and to be open and honest with yourself. Um, I think that's a, that's a good place to start with vulnerability. Um, and, and understanding that the outside image and what you feel inside doesn't always have to be different. There doesn't have to be a public view versus a private view. Um, it, it's just in the ways that in which you share them. But the important thing is actually sharing that private view of yourself. Yeah, man, I couldn't have said any better. And I don't think I've heard it described as that way yet. And I, I think it's so important to, like you said, allow yourself to be vulnerable first. Because it doesn't, if you don't allow yourself to to think about the things that you want others to know and that image of, you know, what do, when people look at Joe Cardano, what do I want them to see, right? And that should be the same person that you're giving out. So there, I agree, there shouldn't be that. Uh, obviously, I'm not the Super Bowl champ, so it's, it's a little bit different. But, you know, the, the thought is the same. Um, yeah, well, I got a good place to start there is, your your 38 challenge what you what you've the the initial physical challenge that thing is hard and and i can say that i did it last year like right before the season so i was in great shape and i go out on a track and i and i have my weight vest on and you know i'm i'm pumping out these push-ups and i'm just like getting to like 35 like just struggling and then to do that for 38 minutes it was it, it was tough and i you know i had this I had, I tried to like fill these videos along the way, but I was so tired that I didn't even fill them in the right way. Like nothing was working right. So I finished this whole challenge. I tried to like send it to you. That's like meaningful, like, like all these different things that just didn't work. Um, Fuck it. It's 38 shot. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, dude, that's, uh, no. that's a, a funny story. So when we, you had the vest on, which I appreciate, um, for legal purposes, they they made me take off the vest because it was so challenging. So, um, thank you for doing the, the the actual challenge, and I've done it with the vest, bro. And it, it's a whole different animal. Um, yeah, yeah, I'd. Yeah, we're excited. We'll, it was uh, tough. I'll get you the uh, thirty-eight challenge training program. So, so we'll get it going this year. Um, and, and for sure, we'll get we'll be a little bit more prepared for it than yeah. just uh, in football shape. But no, I. I could be, I could, I could open up there and say, Hey, that's step one right there. I, I may be a professional athlete, but man, that, that shit kicked my ass. hundred percent. And I remember you telling me one of the things you said after the challenge was, you know, it's always great to suffer for something bigger than yourself. Were you thinking about Matt during that challenge or, or what were you suffering for? Kind of what was going through your headspace when you were experiencing that, that gruesome workout? Yeah, I think for me, I mean, it, it's right there. It's in, you know, on the wall behind you. It's on your hat. It's 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 Matt. I mean, that that guy, 
and for all the ways he helped me out and for, you know, the, the internal struggles that he was feeling and for, you know, all those things, what was, you know, what was one more minute? What was one more push up? What was one more step when, you know, people are struggling so much, uh, you know, like it was just a good, a good way to, to remind myself that, Hey, this is just, this is temporary. This is something that I can get through. Um, no matter how difficult it was with that weight vest, but it was, a, uh, you know, when, when you have those reminders constantly, it, it makes it a lot easier to push through. hundred percent. I think the correlation between that exercise and, and the battles we face are there, right. With, with physical pain. So, you know, you mentioned Matt's internal struggles and this whole podcast is on vulnerability. So. Joe, if you don't mind, um, is there a time in your own life or um, there's a time in everyone's lives, but what's been, you know, a dark point in your life that can be a lesson learned for the listeners today? Yeah, no, I, 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 I really appreciate, you know, you, you asking me. And I, I think that that's one thing that oftentimes I, it, it's actually an event that I bottle up just because at times, like I, I've, find it a little ridiculous to to sit here and be like I struggled so much during that time but um you know ultimately it's something that I'm sometimes even afraid just to like bring up on my own um and it was a so it was actually after it was during Super Bowl 52 um it was against the Eagles uh it was a you know a fourth and one fourth and one play field goal whatever we were pretty close to the goal line. So I was trying to draw the other team off sides, but ultimately ended up in a poor snap on my part. Um, you know, and it, there are so many greater struggles than something that happens on the football field, but the internal feelings that I had, I mean, this is, we're talking about the second quarter, beginning of the second quarter of this game. Um, and I knew that I had just not only messed up, but like this skill that I, am you know one of the best in the world and in something that i pride myself at being basically perfect and as good as anybody that's ever done it um as you know that's my internal feelings about myself yeah here that was that wall that wall had been crushed uh, i just messed that up in front of you know it wasn't just a college game it wasn't just an nfl game this was the this was the fucking super bowl and you know i did it in front of you know, however many millions of, you know, hundreds of thousands, hundred thousand people there watching millions of millions, hundreds of millions watching at home around the world. And they all knew Joe Cardona, Naval Academy graduate, long Stanford, New England Patriots, um, fucked up in front of everybody, but it wasn't like, that wasn't the sure. Like that bothered me, but a lot of it was just like, okay, you know, I let down my teammates, but, you know, and ultimately, like, I knew what I, I knew what I messed up. I knew why I messed up. Um, I was trying to do something more than what I normally do. But it was to the, to anybody else watching and to really the, the overall aspect, the overall outcome of the play, it was my mess up and it, 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 it rested on my shoulders. So, um, you know, there I was the rest of the game. Uh, trying to compartmentalize but I was sitting there questioning every single thing yeah. about what I was doing and I like 
and who knows, like, had I been given the option to just like, you know, to just walk out of that stadium, like, you know, I don't want like, I know I wouldn't have done it. I would have stayed out, stayed out there with my team, but I sure as hell would have wanted to, to get all those hundred million eyes off me. And, um, you know, and just to, just to feel sorry for myself and, uh, you know, ultimately, you know, that led to a pretty, like we lost the game. Um, and I took a lot of that blame upon myself, even though like, yeah, score wise, like a lot happened. Like it wasn't even it, the direct impact of it. Wasn't like, who knows what the direct impact was, but in my mind, it was my fault. Um, so I'm sitting there, you know, every day of the off season trying to figure out like, where I am, like what my place is, like where I am, like, what do I like football? Like, is this something I'm enjoying? Like, is this every one of those thoughts of like, am I good enough? Yeah. Um, came out. Um, and it was something that I like when you, I guess when you pride yourself on being perfect and you have that outward image of all those fans, like I was talking about that walk up to me and they think Joe Cardona, Hey, like, uh, you know, and all my buddies that are like, Oh, Joe's really good at this. Like, yeah. you know, he's, he's, he's one of the best at it. And it's like, here I am. Like I, I'm, I suck at it. Like, and the whole world knows, like, even though everybody probably forgot about it, I'm a long snapper. Like, yeah. Like, you know, I had other snaps in that game that were perfect, but in my head it was like, no, that one. And for that entire off season, that, that one event plagued me. Like I couldn't even tell you a thing about that, that game besides that um realistically i couldn't tell you what the final score was i know the eagles won i couldn't tell you much but i know that you know my place in it was was one of failure so i carried that with me um and i and i really like struggled at working through it there weren't um one i'd like i'd kind of preface here like i feel there are times where i feel a little silly like having struggled that badly with something that is you know, connected to a game, um, that I was affected that, that deeply that, you know, it was carried over into the next year. Like, here we are, here I am an able Academy graduate. Like I'm like taught to deal with failure. Like that's like one of the first things you deal with at the Naval Academy is like, you're going to fail. Like, you know, you, if, if you, you're good at your sport, you're going to suck in school. And if you, if you're good in school, you're going to suck in the, you know, on the military aspect, you're just taught like, there's going to be something you're bad at. Um, so I had failed before, but never at this thing that I pride myself on to, as being one of the best. And um, like I said, I, I did feel a little silly at that, but ultimately like I had to actually, I had to actually like break through that mold of saying, all right, this isn't just something I can be, you know, I can muscle through, like, I need to actually like it, figure it out, figure out some things that can help me along the way. Um, and, and a lot of that just came back to that, that basic military training I had of just focusing on the little things that you can control, um, as I move forward. So, uh, yeah, I was fortunate enough to, to, you know, kind of work through all those obstacles the next season, you know, from, from OTA snaps to mini camp, um, every, you know, to the preseason opening game, first game of playoffs, like big significant games, primetime games, whatever it was, it was another milestone and end up being, you know, a, a game 
clinching snap in Super Bowl 53 against the Rams, that was probably my moment of like, okay, I can still do this. I still belong, yeah, for sure. you know, internally. And I was fortunate to get that opportunity. But um, yeah, so the vulnerability there. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I mean, first off, I think this is so important and why I love these conversations is because like you think in your own head that that's silly, but like listeners, like, holy shit. Like he imagined the amount of pressures, amount of pressure that fans and, and family put on, you know, on you to make a perfect snap and you're human. Right. And that's the whole point of vulnerability is like, we're all human and we all go through our same shit. So when someone's watching that game on the TV, like, fuck, like Joe, Joe messed up the snap, dude, you're human. And like, you're perfect. And I think that or you're not perfect. And, um, I think that's one of the things you learn through that. Right. But a super hard lesson to learn on a very big stage. And you're one of a very few people ever in history who's had to experience that. So to say that it's silly or little, I totally disagree with because, man, that's, I mean, that's, that's one of the most vulnerable stories I've, I've heard. And I'm sure that because everyone has those and every listener has these moments, right? Where you go to bed at night and you just cringe and you can't, and you oh, I can't forget about that. Dude, that would be the top of my list for sure. So hundred percent, um, understand your point, man. And I thank you for that vulnerability. So my question for you is, has there been, have you messed up a snap since that moment? Uh, no, not to that degree, not to that magnitude. I mean, sure. There's some that aren't perfect. Um, but nothing to, to that, to that degree. And I've, and I think, you know, it's, well, fortunately, like, I think you make enough of those mistakes, you probably don't have a job, but so I've been able to avoid that. (laughs) But, um, uh, but really like the, the, the mechanisms that it created, the, the pathways it created for me to actually handle pressure for me to handle adversity um you know i and for me to handle personal failure like that was that was something that i had to develop and that was a muscle that i didn't have you know you can you can train all these all these things you can train for you know so much and as as in our society like you know you you can you can go out and you can work as hard as you can at 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 swimming or at you know, running and, 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 you know, or in your respective sport or whatever it is, but ultimately like there's no way to train for certain things that happen in life. Um, and I think that's what I learned through that is like, okay, well, how, how can you, how can you prepare and start training that, that muscle for what's going to happen next that you aren't, that you've never been faced with. Um, you know, everybody, what are some ways in which you, in which you learned that, that muscle? Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, it was just a, it was, it was a struggle, um, kind of with it, with each individual, with each individual aspect, um, of returning to that stage and being on that stage again. Um, you know, but I also recognize that like it was, it's very hard to get there as a individual um and sometimes failure you know can happen and you may not be able to get 
back to that point and to have that redemption. Um, so ultimately it's just accepting that it's accepting that failure and knowing, Hey, like it's okay. Like I, it's okay that, you know, even though I'm a professional, you know, at what I do and I've always defined myself, you know, as one of the best, it's okay that I, that I didn't, you know, that I didn't perform in that one instance, like, you know, from a business standpoint and from, you know, as a, as a player, like, yeah, sure. Like it's, it's not exactly okay, but as a person, you know, it is, it is fine. Like, it, and, and we, it's breaking down that definition of, of, of who you are outwardly and who you are inwardly and, and, and bringing them together. Um, and I think that's was something that I, you know, personally have benefited since because of what I went through in that moment. Absolutely. And for the listeners and just being vulnerable for Matt, since he can't be vulnerable for himself now, I mean, that's why he took his life. One of the reasons, um, you know, this guy whose whole life has been the best, the, the most, the most badass, right. And then he had a string of events. Um, he didn't get selected for Marsoc due to not physical reasons, but psychological. And then he tried to uh, try out for the NFL, actually. A lot, after all this hard work, finally came to realization that he lost his step. Um, didn't get into the FBI, and all because of, you know, Matt, and we all knew Matt, right? He, and he was this larger-than-life individual. Um, or was was portrayed that way but in reality he was a man and he was a man who was not perfect but I think a man that couldn't accept that he not that he wasn't perfect but um, that he couldn't do all the things that he wanted to you know 100% correctly right and I think that's the lesson that you learned too and that's the lesson that the leader the the listeners must understand Um, so since that time and since having that realization and training that muscle, have there been other areas of your life, either on the football field or off where you failed? And did you think back to that moment? Yeah. Um, you know, I think ultimately, you know, there's, there's been failures in, you know, my personal life, there's been failures, you know, amongst, you know, family where I had, you know, I, I, people I love tell me that I wasn't, um, you know, being the person that they, you know, expect me to be and they, they want me to be. And, um, you know, there, there's moments, especially as a, a young person that's trying to figure out, you know, my way in the world, just like anybody else, where you realize that, hey, like, is this exactly, is this going to work out the way that I envisioned um, when it comes down to it, um, you know, am I going to be able to sign the contract I want to sign? Am I going to be able to do the, the things that I want to do, um, and the way in which I, I foresaw them. And for me, um, I think I, I, it came back to that, to that moment of, all right, this is a, this is a failure. It's a temporary failure. Um, it's not something that's going to define me and I can march forward and get better. Um, you know, and I, and fortunately I developed that in something that sure it took a lot of, it took a lot of 
you know, it took a lot of pain. It took a lot of, a, a lot of embarrassment. It took a lot of, it took a lot that, um, you know, the whole world saw, but ultimately, uh, when it, when it came down to it, it was something that I, nobody was hurt. Nobody was injured. It was just a personal failure. And, and for that reason, I am fortunate. Absolutely. brother. And again, for the listeners out there, like no struggle is silly because just want to reiterate this, but like when I hear that, like I, I, no one can imagine being in that situation. You can imagine watching it, but you can't. And it puts a person into Joe Cardona, which is what we talked about in the beginning of the podcast, right? You're a person like any other, like anyone else with feelings and who fails. And like you do it on a bigger stage, which if anything should have more grace. Um, so man, this gets me thinking about, I guess, just the culture of athletics in general. I guess any professional athlete. In the locker room, you know, what does vulnerability look like? And if you could change it, how would you? Yeah, I think that's a, a good question. There's, you know, a lot of – there's a lot that goes into – obviously a, a, a culture of a locker room and the winning culture that is produced. Um, you know, you have to, you have to go into this uh, new organization and you're, and you're vulnerable, you're young, um, you're trying to prove yourself. Um, and, and oftentimes those internal struggles can't be on the forefront because, Hey, you'd have to show that you're going to be a strong member of this tribe um, and you're going to be able to contribute you know, moving forward and you're not going to be a detriment to the mission. So, um, you know, I think that's one, one thing that I certainly didn't feel comfortable as a young guy, um, going to any of my teammates, even the ones that I was most comfortable with and most, uh, you know, I, I was personal friends with them. Um, but to show real vulnerabilities in those moments, like I just didn't know how to do it. Like yeah, when you, when you go to the, when you go to an institution like the Naval Academy, you know, you're literally taught to suffer in silence. Like, it's just this like ridiculous saying they have and sure, like it can apply to like, yeah, like don't like sit there and like moan and groan during a plank, like sure everybody's struggling, but that, that is ingrained in you. Um, and that's something that it's ingrained in us in the military and it's ingrained in us in a football locker room too, because you know, what do you, what, what's, what's it going to benefit to the team? If you, if you are going to sit there and talk about your problems, well, that's the thing. It's, it's, it, the, the, sure, the initial, um, that initial like complaint, that initial gripe, that initial groan, you know, if it gets out there, like, yeah, like maybe other guys are a little worried, like, Hey, like, can this guy perform? But ultimately what it does is it, it shows like, Hey, I'm a person and the, and some of the best teams that I've been a part of, you know, were the closest where you knew people on a personal basis and like person to person know who, you know, they were, um, internally for real, not just their, uh, public persona. So, um, you know, it helps actually to, to build a team. And I think that's one thing I think I'd encourage for, um, you know, those, those locker room shifters are shapers, those people 
that are leading boardrooms, those, those deck plate leaders um, out in the military um, to, to encourage is to encourage vulnerability in a way that you're going to get to know your people and you're going to get to know what drives them. Um, it's all the same thing, but if you don't give people a forum and an outlet to express their feelings, they're never going to feel comfortable coming to you um, as a leader or any of their people around them because they don't want it to get it back to you. So encouraging, you know, that, that, that openness um, is, is really important. And I think it's, it's something that uh, we can all do a little bit better, especially in athletics and in the military. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. And, you know, being vulnerable is so uncomfortable, like so very uncomfortable. And I, I'm sure you're not comfortable, you know, saying the things you said today. I'm, not, I'm actually, I know for a fact that you weren't um, because I'm not comfortable being vulnerable either. And, but with each conversation and each time you tell a story and each time you show vulnerability, it's, it's that muscle, right. That we were talking about earlier. It's a skill that you have to continue to develop. And just like anything else, if you don't show vulnerability the first time you do it, it's going to be real tough. You're going to suck at it. And it's going to be really hard. And then as you continue to, to work that muscle and show vulnerability to others, a lot of people see that, right? They see you being stronger and you feel yourself coming stronger. So they, they want to practice it. So I think to your point, I a hundred percent agree. I think it might be a little bit till we get there because not a lot of people are good at vulnerability. Um, I know I'm not, but I know that I'm trying each and every day to get better. And I know that the people on this podcast are too. So man, with that brother, I, I appreciate your time so much today, man. Um, I'll leave with this and you kind of mentioned it earlier. Um, but you know, what does the 38 challenge mean to you? Not necessarily map, but what does the challenge mean to you? Yeah. Um, you know, whether you knew Matt personally, um, whether you knew, you know, as the, the toughness that guy embodied, um, the person he was, um, you know, the mission that's being carried on in his name um, and in his likeness are, are something that it applies to every single one of us. And that, that ability to struggle together, that ability to open up together, and ultimately that ability to heal, heal together, um, it's what's going to make us all better people. And, um, it's, what's going to help us carry on Matt's name. So, um, you know, the 38 challenge is, is an, is a, is a great way to, to really just to, to grow as a person and to grow as an individual, whether you do it physically or whether you do it here, um, checking in with another individual about how you're doing and how they're doing. Um, so yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate everything, man. I, and you having me on to talk a little bit about Brewer and, to just, uh, you know, to, to share, um, in my journey and hopefully we can help some people along the way. Yeah. I think it's safe to say that this conversation will help a lot of people out there in a lot of different ways. So thank you so much, brother. Thank you so much for your time. And man, I look forward to helping others with you. Of course. Appreciate it, Brent.